What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, guys. So you know that I'm always all about empowering women, and I love shouting out dope women. So I wanted to shout out Christine Rodriguez. She is the owner of Girl Collective. And I just saw that Girl Collective made its way to Macy's. So you can find this brand. It's Latina-owned. And she posted this really cool like message about how her brand that started as a little dream in her kitchen four years ago is now in Macy's Retails. So she's from LA, Latina, and I was like, that is so dope. But that's not the only thing. The other thing is all of the uh, profits that she makes, 20% of her profits go to other nonprofit partners who help her build her brand up. That's pretty cool. So if if you're one of the ladies out there, support. And if uh, you're one of the dudes out there, support by getting your lady something nice, right? Exactly. So you can go to Macy's in Newport Beach, South Coast Plaza. She has um, the Girl Collective there. That's what one is of the, the Girl Collective. I don't know what it is. So, I mean, I, I'm, this is, sounds really awesome. I love anybody who's an entrepreneur and I love stories where the company started in the garage and they made it and they make it into a big retailer like this. So I don't know what it is, though. What is the Girl Collective? So Girl Collective is basically like handmade jewelry. I know they have some teas. They have mugs. They have notebooks. So it's it's just like her own brand that she created um, and she built it with a few friends and it started in her kitchen. So if you guys go to Macy's in South Coast Plaza in Newport Beach or there's other locations that I can't tweet it, but I will Instagram it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other the yeah. other locations. Um, yeah, that's what Girl Collective is about. Yeah. All right. R- real quick. Can we. Um, t- and that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Sorry you mentioned that. That's funny. Uh, I, I want to get to these calls here because a lot of people want to chime in on this Lakers situation. Okay, um, but you did mention you can't tweet it, Laura. Why can't you tweet? I got hacked really bad, like bad that they changed the password and they changed the email. So when I contacted Twitter, they say they can't verify me because my I don't I can't give them the email address that's attached to my Twitter handle. Why but not? I can't do that because it got hacked. Bro. So, yeah. And I don't wow. get it. Wow. So so let me ask you a question. Now that you have been taken off of Twitter because mm-hmm. your Twitter account was hacked, mm-hmm. are you jonesing? Like, are you fiending? Are you dying that you can't tweet? Or are you okay turning your attention to other social platforms? No, I didn't think it was going to affect me as much as it has because I love Instagram. And I do have, like, I have a... Twitter handle for my podcast, but I never really use it. And there's nothing really there. I've built something with the other one where, you know, sports stuff come to me. (laughs) I don't have to really look. Things just get sent to me. So I just feel like I feel so naked and so unattached from things. Like you guys will send links of stuff and I can't even go check it out because I need a Twitter handle and I don't want to make another one because I want to get mine back. So well, I what have they feel- said about getting yours back? So they say because they can't verify me, they just keep asking me questions and they're like, well, we can't verify you. I'm like, I don't know what else you want. Like, I have people that are verified with blue check marks that can verify that I am the owner yeah. of this account. Mm-mm. That doesn't matter. You're screwed. Um, then they eventually said, well, create a new one. And I fought that. So now they're like looking into it. I literally have hackers saying pay me and I will get it back and I'm like I'm oh not doing God. that like I'm not doing that because pay I you to yeah. get back your account no like, way I'm not gonna do that like oh the God, hacker didn't 
contact me, but other people that hack, they're like, oh, if you pay me this amount, I will help you get your account back. And it's like, no. How Be much? The, the cheapest one I got, it was 50 bucks. And I almost did it. No lie, I almost did it. But then I was like, no, because if I pay them with whatever I pay them, they can hack into my accounts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't do it. Tell so I'm desperate. Check. Yeah, well, you know, listen, this might be an opportunity. Maybe you haven't thought about it this way. I'm going to turn everything into lemonade kind of guy. This is um, an opportunity for you, Laura, to, to possibly consider a new Twitter handle, one that doesn't have an underscore no. at the end. No. Okay, well, you're not going to get this one back. Wow, that wow. you're being you're being you're being a little stubborn there. I gotta be honest. You're being you're being you're being a, li a little a little extra Latina there, and I can say that as someone who's Latino who's also stubborn. Um, so you're you're being a little extra there. I gotta be honest with you. You know, the, here's the reason why. So the unique thing is started in college. It has a yeah. lot of meaning to me. Right. It's also attached to my Instagram. That's how yeah. people, you know, Cap makes fun of it. What all if the I time. just got you your name? What if I could help you just get your name? No, I want that one. Okay, but you know what's going to happen here, Laura? The problem is, is that Twitter's a giant company. They got a million things going on at the same time. Yeah, and they don't care about me. Of course. And so, how many <laughs> followers were on that account? Just that not many. But just guess uh, how many? Like over two two k. Okay, so two thousand. So so what they're going to say to you is, come on, this isn't five million. Just I know. go start a new account. You'll get 2,000 followers right away. It'll take no time at all. You'll go on the radio. You'll te tell everybody your new handle, and you'll get it all ha You'll get it all worked out. Yeah, but we can get it back very quickly. Very though. quickly. I know. I, it's not the followers, though. It's like the meaning behind how I created yeah, that and why care. I created that, the sentimental, care, you know? Yeah, they don't care. I, I know they the don't. I feel you, but they don't feel you. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, anybody can help me out. Is know? there anybody <laughs> listening right now Helps that out. works for Twitter or knows somebody who works for Twitter that can help a sister out. Can anybody help? And and don't tweet Laura because she doesn't yeah. have Twitter anymore. <laughs> Please don't tweet me. Yeah, you can't tweet Laura. <laughs> you guys can tweet the other you guy. You know what? I, I, I'll look into it for you. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate yes, it. You're welcome. Uh, all right. So let's get back to the Lakers here. We got people who are mad. Uh, people feel Good. like Good. They we're, should be mad. You know, well, there's, there's one of two camps. There's people that are mad, just they're mad because, like, you're mad, where you're saying this was inexcusable, it's, uh, you know, a, a disaster. It was embarrassing, that loss yesterday. There's no way around that. And there are real problems on this team that I don't know if they can get fixed, even when LeBron and Taylor Horton Tucker and Trevor Ariza get back healthy. Uh, like, this team is not a good defensive team. It's not going to be anything, at, at, unless they make a deal, they are going to be a bottom third defensive team in my estimation because the guys they have are just not great defenders anymore like yeah. there's an hold on i want to make sure i shout out alex regla who had this number today alex, like regla, alex regla shout out is you, right i like alex if you don't follow him on twitter he, he covers the lakers recipe nation you're doing it wrong alex m regla is where you find him on twitter he's on twitter no problem yes he is unlike laura right now he has Rajon Rondo and Russell Westbrook have been on the floor for 55 possessions, including excluding garbage time this season. Which, by the way, I love Frank. There's no way in hell I'm playing those two guys together, okay? Like, no way in hell that I'm doing that, okay? And he says the Lakers are minus 44 in those minutes. A defensive rating of 138.6. Just to give you uh, an idea, Kaplan, that would be like... <laughs> That would be almost like like a 15% worse defensive rating than the worst historical defense ever, which was the Sacramento Kings last season. Well, George, I will tell you this. You know, you're talking about the X's and O's of basketball. I'm talking about the chemistry of a team. And to me, when I saw Anthony Davis sitting at the, the podium last night, looking at Russell Westbrook like, wait a second, dog, for real? Like, you're going to sit here 
and complain about them dunking and disrespecting us when we had a 26-point lead against a winless team who's the youngest team, who's the worst team in the NBA, and you're going to sit here and complain about that? To me, I think the issue is a chemistry issue. And by the way, I just want to say one thing. I promised everybody I'm not judging the Lakers yet. George, you said 20 games to judge the team. Yeah. I'm going to give them 41 games. I'm going to give them wow. half the regular season before I yeah. judge the team. So without judgment, let me just say this. Through the first five games, they stink. Uh, yeah, look, you those things can be true. We can look at the micro and then also continue to reevaluate the macro, right? Like, I don't think there's any reason to not be able to do both. It would be a pretty boring day on this show if we didn't do that. Um, let's go to Sam in Anaheim. Sam, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Hey. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting ready to say what you guys want to say and what Jay Williams wanted to say, but you guys won't say. What's that? As long as LeBron James is playing basketball, however many years he has left, he is not going to win another real championship. Let me say that right off the bat. We are at the tail end of his career. He can't do it anymore. That's just the bottom line. Second, the worst trade in L.A. Laker history was Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers. You guys know it. It's in your heart. You talk about it. You go around it. The bottom line, Russell Westbrook's basketball skills are not conducive to winning the championship. If you watch them in Oklahoma City, you watch them in Houston, you watch them in Washington, it doesn't matter what kind of talent around. He's a very talented person, but his basketball skills will never win you a championship. And it is no way the Lakers should have traded for him to fit in with LeBron and with AD. It's the worst trade in the history well, of the Lakers. Well, well Sam, uh, let, let, me, let me stop you here, and don't go anywhere, because I do want to have a conversation with okay. you here. Um, I, I, I mean, I haven't gone as far as to say it's the worst trade in Lakers history. I'd have to kind of document the worst trade in Lakers history. Like, I'd have to think about that for a second without going off the cuff. Um, but I was not necessarily the biggest proponent of it. Like, I said he doesn't fit. He's going to have to completely change his game. And Cap, and we've reiterated this even today, that Cap has said, is he capable? Because And, and the question is, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because it doesn't look like it, at least to this point. Um, so we're there on that. On the LeBron stuff, I, I do think they've become too LeBron dependent, and I mentioned it to Jay. I said, you know, he's he's he has an injury history now. He's getting up in age. I, I'm not saying he's done um, winning a championship, but I think he's even admitted that this is why they've made the deals that they've made in theory to make sure to have a team around him that can help him while he ages. Now, whether you want to agree whether that roster construction was the right roster construction or not, that's the debate I'm willing to have. Now, to say he can't win it, I, I don't want to go that far because if they build the right team, even at this stage of his career around him, I think he is certainly capable of winning a championship. I still think he, when he's healthy, he's right. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't love the roster construction. I like what you're saying, though, Sam, because here's the okay. thing. You're saying to us, hey, you won't say it. You won't, you know, it's it's in your heart, but you refuse to admit it. You guys are on the same radio station as the Lakers. You'll never say stuff. Hey, if you write that down, everything you just said, and you email it to me, I'll say it all, man. I'll say every every last part of it. <laughs> you, you write it. You email it to me. I'll say it all, brother. You have nothing to worry about there. I will say it all. But I'm just telling you right now, it's only five games. I'll give it 41, but I'm just telling you, the chemistry Thank you, is going to be the issue, not just the physical and the skill sets, the chemistry. Yeah, but 
But LeBron needs more help now. Of course he does. He's going to be 37 years old in two months. But you want to know the problem, George? And, and you've been saying this a while, that if, if the Lakers are LeBron-dependent, then there's a bigger problem Correct. on the team for the future. And I, I'm, I want to tell you what I think that is. All right, let's do that on the other side. Let's do that on the other side. Um, 877-710-ESPN if you want to keep it coming. 877-710-3776. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan. Changing healthcare one person at a time. All right, we'll get to that. Plus a great national day today that we got to discuss. All that coming up in just a moment. Stick around here on 710 ESPN. Back in four minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 2000 zero, zero, party over. Out in sight. On a party like it's 1999. I actually so got funny. engaged to this song. I got engaged to this song 1999. Wait. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so the story. <laughs> I know. Now I'm divorced, and I got four kids out of the marriage, which is a good thing. Although Were you still, dreaming when you wrote this? I. Okay, I'll slow down and say I wasn't. Thank you. I finally got what you were saying. That's good. So it's 1998. It's about 11:58 at night. And at 12 midnight, the band starts playing this song, 1999. So it's a New Year's Eve is what you're saying. Right. And I say to my now ex-wife, I go, hey, just come over here a second. Let's talk for a second. She's like, no, let's dance in 1999. This is great. I'm like, no, no, just come with me. And that's when I broke it out. You know, I broke out the ring. Will you marry me? That whole deal. Very romantic, you know, right Right. away. Oh, my God, I have to call my mother. You know, this is all the romance of when you're getting engaged and getting married. And then here we are 20 some odd years later and divorced and everything else that happens in life. Yeah. You know, yeah. needless but to say. But that night was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool night. You, but yeah. you are not partying like it's 1999 anymore. Oh, hell no. Actually, um, went to see my doctor the other day. Oh, geez. Told, told me I'm a fat ass. Yeah. And I told him that's because I've been partying like it's 1999. Seriously. I don't know what the last year and a half has been like for everybody else, but I have drank more booze in the last year and a half than probably in the last 20 years. And so Doc's like, dude, you got to just lose 15 pounds, you animal. And what do you say to that? I said, you're right. Let me go get a Big Mac and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. I know it's bad. Got to get some discipline back. I need a goal, you know? Mm-hmm. I need a goal. But just create one. I know, but every time I've ever gotten myself into like my best shape, it's always been like, hey, I'm going to do the Ironman. So I got myself into real shape. Hey, I'm going to do the race across America. I'm going to ride a bike across the country. I need to be in really great shape. Right I now, I'm like. you doing a half marathon. You said well, that. Well, I said I'm going to, and I just haven't decided. Now, you see, that's exactly right, Lindsay. When I decide which half marathon I'm going to do, I'll put it on the calendar, and then I'll know, hey, it's coming up in February or March, and then I'll start working towards it. But for right now, I eat too much, I drink too much. Eat at the wrong times. It's not good. So, kind of still partying like it's 1999. Yeah, clearly. Uh, so, real quick, it is National Chocolate Day. Now, I don't know if there is anything that I would that I can consume um, that I love more than chocolate, um, as far as a food item is concerned. It really is like I have several Achilles heels. 
pizza is one for sure. Okay, I'm in on that. And it, there's not a time, even when my kids occasionally have like a frozen pizza, if there's like a little teeny slice left, yeah. you know, they didn't like little, you know, those little frozen pizzas. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. Like, if it's around, I, I will sneak, it. I'll sneak in a slice or at least mm-hmm. a bite, mm-hmm. right? Chocolate is another thing. I have to be so careful with chocolate. Although I've become very bougie with chocolate. Like, I know Halloween's coming up, and I probably will have a few bites of their Halloween candy because, you know, certain candies are good. Um, but I've become bougie where I want me some dark chocolate all the time. I can understand that. There's this feeling like dark chocolate is healthier than milk chocolate, and I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't really know if it is or not. In theory, no. it's supposed to yeah. be. I mean, it's still a lot of sugar, bro. I know. It's like one of those things that you buy at like a place like a Whole Foods, and you're like, what? This is healthy. I got it at Whole Foods. Okay. <laughs> it's actually like way, way healthier for you, and it, it's like positive healthy, like good for your heart. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. it has a lot of antioxidants in it. It does, oh, but it's okay. still a lot of sugar, so you can't. You shouldn't have like a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. National Chocolate Day, huh? Maybe I'll celebrate today with a chocolate milkshake. That that should be good for the diet. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Then you wonder why your doctor calls you a fat ass. No, he does. Straight up. He wasn't joking around either. He was like, you know, the last time you were here, you weighed 200. Now you weigh 210. He's like, you know, perhaps losing 10 pounds would be good for you. My doctor is like straight up. He's like, yeah. yo, you are fat and gross. Seriously. And he wasn't like, it was, it was, it was pure fat shaming, frankly, yeah. but I think it was intended to be motivational. And it kind of right. was. Yeah. So I had a are, you, are you starting a new regimen then? Last night. No, no. Yeah, then it's not that motivational. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Adam and Rancho Cucamonga. Adam, how are you? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello. Yo, yes. we're on the air, well, dude. That's good news. Cause, hey, thanks. Outstanding. I, I've been waiting for a minute, but I'm happy to be on your show. And I wanted to address one comment that was just made previously about worst trades in Laker history. Oh, that was like uh, nominate. Yeah. That that was Sam in Anaheim, who who was an excellent caller. Okay. Although I didn't know, I didn't completely agree with everything he said. But uh, Sam no, is uh, because yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Then I'm uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just go. I, ahead. Sam was great, but go ahead. Well, now so you're I, great, Adam. So you'd be great. To, <laughs> I wanted to nominate. We got rid of Pau Gasol, who had kind of really facilitated two great championships for us, called him a softy Euro player, and booed him out of town for Carlos Boozer. Worst trade in Laker history, okay? Right, for the Bulls. That is true. And and Powell went on to have a couple of good years with the Bulls, um, if I recall. You know, I mean, I don't recall. Powell was wonderful, man. Yeah. He was wonderful. When he came to town and won us two Laker championships, he did it. With that, all people calling him softy and Euro and whatever, and he yeah, but I think he he, he shed Wood. that label after they won. You know what I mean? Like that first year, of he was getting a lot of that. But then he got railed a, a couple years later. They called him with Dan Tony. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, and the whole team fell apart, and and right after Powell and Kobe did that artful, gorgeous, memorable their last two championships, Kobe didn't win another championship the rest of his career after right, that. Yeah, well, you Kobe know, also but, got hurt too, so there was that part of the equation as well. But. Well, yeah, but Powell was awesome, and he was so he underrated. Was. And he was beautiful to watch. Yeah, and then yeah. they got rid of him. And Boozer, talk about doing it in the bed, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <Boozer was> so- <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam. Thank you, buddy. By the well, you way, know, you want uh, you want to tie this all together, Cap? Go Prince, nineteen ninety nine, and uh, and Carlos Boozer. Yeah. Um, Carlos Boozer, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, rented his house to Prince. No okay. Way. And he 
Prince painted the entire house like purple. Nice. And he was just like, "Wait, what? What are you doing? Like, how? Do you... Like, Dude, he had I'm... to. He, he almost had to sue Prince. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm Prince. You rented me your house. What'd you think I was going to do to it? Yeah, he had a hair salon, a dance floor, a heart shaped bed, and and like all sorts of stuff that he squeezed into. Uh, Boozer's home, including painting it all purple. Oh, my God. I'm surprised he painted it purple. I would have put up velvet, purple wallpaper all over that house. That's what I would have done if I were Prince and I had Carlos Boozer's house because I'm Prince. And so everything I do is purple. Yeah. Hey, George, let me give you one thought here, though, just on something you've been saying today, and that is that the Lakers are LeBron dependent. Okay? There's a bigger problem, in my opinion, with that. And I think that it's accurate that the Lakers are LeBron-dependent, but here's the bigger problem the way I see it. Mm -hmm. When LeBron is out, Mm -hmm. they went out and got Carmelo. They got Dwight. You know, they they went out and got Russ. They they got all these guys. And those were guys that were supposed to be able to fill when LeBron was not on the floor, theoretically not hurt, but just taking a breather. But wait a second. When he's hurt and he's out, who's the guy – that is supposed to, in theory, step up and say, my team. You, Everybody get on my shoulders, I mean, my team. It, I mean, it's by personality, it's Russell Westbrook. By talent, it should be Anthony Davis. Okay, right there, Anthony Davis. Now, he's put up points. Two games ago, it was 30-plus points. Last night, he put up points, 30 points. But here's the thing. Anthony Davis is su- supposed to be the future of the Lakers. Can we agree on that? Supposed to be. Yes. Is Anthony Davis a guy who can be a number one, who can carry a team? Now look, five games in, bad loss last night. I got it. It's one game. Flush it. It's over. But Anthony Davis is the guy, and I start to notice him, and I think this is a good thing. I feel like he's starting to voice himself as a leader. That's good. The, the, The bigger part of it is don't just talk. Help win games. Mm -hmm. And to me, if you're LeBron dependent and he's unavailable, which he's probably going to be for 20 or 30 games this year, then Anthony Davis has to lead a team to victory. Otherwise, going forward in the future, you got to really think about what else do we have to have here or is Anthony Davis really going to be with us way beyond this contract? Um, I mean, listen, let's tackle some of that on the other side. Let's talk about AD, because I do think there's something to be said there uh, about what you're bringing up. Um, Oh, and we have Radio Tinder. So let's do this. 545, we will talk about that. Oh, we're giving away Lakers tickets at that point, too. Yeah, which I was just going to mention. We have Lakers ticket Thursday. We're giving away tickets to see Lakers Cavs tomorrow night. Make sure you're listening to the show closely, because at 545-ish, we're going to ask a trivia question related to today's show. And the first person to answer correctly will win tickets to Lakers-Cavs tomorrow night. So listen for your chance to win on Lakers Ticket Thursday. All right, Radio Tinder's next. We'll answer that on the uh, at 545. We'll take more of your calls, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Linz, what do we got? Well, this past weekend, J.J. Watt suffered a shoulder injury that he ultimately played through during the second quarter of the Cardinals' 31-5 win over Watt's former team, the Texans. But now, according to multiple reports, dun-dun-dun, Watt will have season-ending surgery to repair the injured shoulder. In addition to separating it, Watt apparently tore his labrum, tore his biceps, and also tore his rotator cuff. So this is going to be a tough injury for him to come back from. Do you think that this injury will mean the end to J.J. Watt's NFL career? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? You know, I think he's going to try to give it a go one more time. I don't think he wants to go out like this, especially if it was so close. And this is a team that I feel like is going to be good for a number of years. So I'm going to swipe right. I'm sorry, left on that. Left, my bad. I'm also swiping left here. There's no way J.J. Watt goes out like this, not necessarily um, simply because he doesn't want to go out like this. It's a guilt thing. You know, it's like, wait a second. I went to Arizona. They were stoked to have me. Through seven games, we were unbeaten. There's a clip gave on. Gave him a lot of money. They gave him a lot of money. They, you know, they, there's a clip on NFL Films where he's yelling at one of the opponents, and I don't remember exactly who they were playing, but he's yelling at them. He's like, hey, hey, stop making excuses. It's not that, it's not that we're, you're injured. It's not that your coach has COVID. Hey, it's, it's that we're better than you guys are. So J.J. Watt was becoming a real part of the Arizona Cardinals, and I think based on the amount of money they're paying him, et cetera, et cetera, he will not go out like this. He will definitely try and make make it another run at it for sure. All right. I just remember, you know, as a Browns fan, I remember when there was a big rumor that he could sign with the Browns. And I was like, I feel like he's too injury prone. And He played old. really well this year, though. He has, but I feel like this, you know, him, even though this injury is much worse than most people ex- would expect for your run-of-the-mill injury, um, it's, you know, it sucks, but I'm kind of glad the Browns didn't sign him. All right, next one Dude, here. He is always hurt now at this stage of his career. Yeah. He's always hurt. Get, getting yeah. old in those creaky bones. All right, Elon Musk. He's had himself quite a year. Not only did his SpaceX company sign a huge deal with NASA, but Tesla has seen its value go through the roof. It's and crazy. since Musk is the CEO of Tesla, he's seen his wealth skyrocket too. As of Wednesday night, Musk at $292 billion sits so far ahead of the next person on the Bloomberg Billionaires Index that you could combine Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates' wealth and still not have as much wealth as Elon Musk. That's insane. In fact, if you combine Jeff Bezos' wealth, which is second on the list, with Warren Buffett, he's 10th on the list, uh, Elon Musk would still only be $9 billion behind those two guys. <laughs> it's nuts. So he has so much wealth right now, if he wanted, he could buy every single MLB, NBA, NFL and NHL team, all of them. <laughs> Would Elon Musk be a good pro sports team owner? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I will swipe right and say that Elon Musk would be a good uh, owner of a sports franchise. Now, just by the way, for people who don't follow this, I know I've been following it every day. 
Tesla today was up $39, their stock price. In the after hours trading, they're up nearly $4. In the last couple of days alone, this stock has shot from like $900 to $1,100. And if you look at the three-month chart, this thing was like $750 just a couple months ago. It has completely, utterly exploded. And obviously, how, how, so has Elon Musk's wealth. I would encourage Elon Musk, if he's driving around today in a Tesla and he's not doing karaoke, hey, Elon, you know what would be a great team to buy? How about the Chargers? Like, buy the Chargers oh. and, and make I them a team that has real ownership, that puts every dollar into saying we're going to be the best we can be. Elon Musk, buy the Chargers. Well, two things. Number one, it's great branding because Teslas need a charger, right? Like, there's that. Pretty good. Uh, Ooh, that's very clever. Yeah. And the other part of the equation is, uh, would you then become a fan again if, uh, if Elon Musk was the owner? Probably not. Probably not. Because um, I'm not really a huge Elon Musk fan. Oh, okay. But I, I certainly respect the hell out of the guy, that's for sure. Okay. You know? All right. Fair enough. Um, well, what I would, franchise uh, do you think he should buy if he, if he were to buy one? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Do you have um, a suggestion? He's kind of a crazy person, so I don't know if the NFL would allow him in. Uh, there's that. Uh, <laughs> they seem very exclusionary, is what I would say. Uh, I feel like he's more of an NBA guy. Um, I mean, Balmer's got the Clippers. Who would he? Get? I mean, he's living in Texas now. Uh, Cuban's got the Mavericks. Right, he the can't Spurs buy the Rockets. Sell anybody you know, from the Fertitta I mean, guys. the Rockets. Uh, I mean, Tillman Fertitta has got them now, and he's right, kind he's of in a pinch them. financially. What about yeah. the Texans? They're a mess, and a lot of it has to do with ownership, that's right? Not a bad call, Houston Texans. That's a pretty good call. Yeah, Buy I don't know. I think down. the Chargers is good branding, though. I just don't think the NFL owners would let him in because he's too crazy. Well, that, and he could buy them and sell them all combined. You know, he could take right. Jerry Jones and everybody else. He could take Stan Kroenke, Jerry Jones, and the entire crew of NFL owners, buy them and sell them 100 times over. They don't like that. He'll be like, watch what you say about me because I might buy your team. Yeah. <laughs> I'll destroy you. the whole league. Yeah. Take it yeah. private. All right. That, uh, what's next, Lindsay? All right. Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks said on Wednesday that they would give away Bitcoin to people who download the Voyager digital app in the next 36 hours so until this saturday at 11 p.m pacific time every person who downloads the app enters the promo code which i believe it's like 100 mavs i'm not positive on that uh deposits 100 and makes a trade will get 100 worth of bitcoin the promo comes with the announcement of voyager announcing a five-year partnership with the nba team do you guys think that this deal is enough to make those crypto naysayers like for example john ireland uh, sign up and get into uh, the crypto Wait, but business. Wait, what is John Ireland to say? That why is he a naysayer? He just doesn't get what it. Is to be He's like, I don't know. I just don't understand it. I don't know, like how you well, use then, it. And I stuff. mean, that, there's a lot of people like that. The, the, I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if you could be a naysayer when something's worth sixty thousand dollars right now for each one. You know, <laughs> so. I told I told my mom about this whole situation because I keep telling her about Bitcoin and like, you know earning money off of crypto and she kept saying well maybe i should put like ten dollars from every paycheck into it and i was like yes that's how i started off and trying to explain it to her she still does cannot grasp the concept like well what if i want to cash it out i heard it's really hard to cash out and it's like people just there's so many people out there who just don't get it so it's going to be a completely different world of finance not to say that traditional finance is going to completely go away but it is a look man the reality is this baby boomers you, you guys did a great job in a lot of ways, right? Like, you, you fought the war in Vietnam. You did all that stuff, right? You protested. You created a whole era 
uh, of revolution in some ways. But what you really did that was really smart was you took care of yourself. You helped legislate a lot of stuff that would help you when you got older, but that's also kind of screwed everyone else who's younger. So because of that, young people are like, we're starting our own tra- our own world of finance, and that's what it is. And by the way, there are these um, uh, what they call Zoomers, which are like the next generation of kids now who are going to create a different set probably or, or, or an adaptation of this particular cryptocurrency finance world, um, which is what I would imagine Mark Zuckerberg, who we'll get to later, is banking on. But anyway, that's the short of it. So Are, yeah, Zoomers, I mean, are Zoomers a generation of people who never meet in person? They might. They might not be. They might just meet in the metaverse. But you know, it's funny, though, that you say this, Lindsay. Is, is Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks enough to get naysayers to start to believe in cryptocurrency. And one thing I love about Mark Cuban, literally there's not a day that goes by that there's not an announcement of a new Mark Cuban company. Uh, Most recently, there was something that he put out called Fireside Chat, which is all about podcasting. Like every day there's something that Mark Cuban is involved in. I love the guy, and I respect the guy so much. But you know what, for me, and I'm not a naysayer, I just haven't been able to connect my Coinbase account to my Chase account. I've told you guys about the problems that I've been having. Well, now here you go. Here's your excuse to well, not try, just just try Voyager. You get well, $100 you know, free. But but just to answer the question, would this get the naysayers to, to all of a sudden buy into cryptocurrency? How about what Tom Brady just did? When Tom Brady told Eli and Peyton, I'm giving the guy who gave me back the 600th football one Bitcoin, when you hear Tom Brady say that, don't you start to think to yourself, well, if Brady loves it, no, I think I should try and get into here, it. Here's what, I mean, I learned this about a year ago, okay? Uh, literally about a year ago. The guy who got me into cryptocurrency is a guy named Rao Pal. You can look him up. A, uh, R-A-U-O-L-P-A-L is his last name. The guy retired from Goldman Sachs at 36 years old. That's how smart he is when it comes to finance, okay? Uh, this guy was basically like explaining how all these rich billionaires – um, are getting involved in cryptocurrency. And you could say, well, they're rich billionaires. Of course they can get involved in cryptocurrencies. They, you know, they've got the money, to, if it goes to zero, to deal with it. Yes, but there's also a reason they're billionaires and they stay rich because they're always ahead of the curve. And well, that's why I got into cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, listen, besides billionaires, I've run into a guy recently who's a teacher who told me, hey, you're now talking to a guy who's a Bitcoin millionaire. And I was like, wow, congratulations. He got in super early. And I know a guy who's a cameraman for CBS who was broke and down on his luck, and he'd gotten divorced. I mean, he had all kinds of problems, and he called me, and he goes, dude, I am a Bitcoin millionaire. And I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no, man, I just took my money. I put it into Bitcoin, probably George also about a year, year and change ago, and he's turned himself into a millionaire. Insane. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not giving out financial advice, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, people do lose money. But if you just, if you just do your homework, you, you'll be surprised. That's all I'll say. Uh, all right, that is it for Radio Tinder each and every day here at 530. All right, Cap, what was it you asked about the Lakers that we were going to get to at 545? Because I forgot. And we also have Laker Ticket Thursday, which means we're going to do the trivia thing. We're going to give away Lakers-Cavs tickets for tomorrow. Basically, it's a trivia question from the show today. But there was a specific question we were going to talk about. I think it was Anthony Davis related. Do you remember? It is Anthony Davis. The, the issue is this. If, if the Lakers are LeBron-dependent, doesn't that mean that there's an AD problem going forward? Okay, let's tackle that on the other side. Let's do that. Plus, we're going to give away the Lakers tickets. So line it up right now, 877-710-ESPN. Lindsay, do you have the question that we're going to ask people now? Well, I was going to ask you guys about it in the break because I think we should talk it over. (laughs) 
Okay, we'll talk it over. We'll have a question on the other side. But if you want to get ahead of the curve to try to win the Lakers Cavs tickets, line up now, 877-710-ESPN. All right, we're back in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Yes, sir. Sit down and cap with you here on 710 ESPN. We're going to have uh, Lakers ticket Thursday action coming up here in just a moment. Uh, Lindsay, send me all those callers uh, when we have a sec- when you have a second there. Oh, she just sent them. Okay. So it should be here momentarily. But in the interim, Cap, yes, let's sir. talk about Anthony Davis. So yeah. I said the Lakers are becoming too LeBron dependent. Right. Um, before we get to these calls and try to uh, – get a winner for this Lakers Cavs tickets. Uh, what what is what is your issue here with Anthony Davis? Okay, here's what I'm going to get at. If the Lakers are so dependent on LeBron and LeBron is unavailable in this early part of the season due to injury and the Lakers are playing a winless team that's the youngest team in the NBA and they have a 26-point lead, can we all agree that with a 26-point lead, they should probably win that game. Agree? Agree. Okay. So who's the guy? Whose team is this? This is LeBron James's team. Can we all agree on that? Agree. If it's if LeBron's out, then whose team is it? In theory, it should be Anthony Davis. Every day, because here's the thing. He's been here. He was handpicked and brought here by LeBron. He's already won a championship here with LeBron, and LeBron and AD are the core pieces. Everything else around them has changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if LeBron's out and you have a 26-point lead on the road against Oklahoma City, then I'm depending on Anthony Davis to be the guy that helps lead the team to victory. Now, I'll say this. I think Anthony Davis is doing some maturing this year when it comes to being a leader. What I saw him do with Dwight Howard last week, I thought that was awesome. I know a lot of people were turned off. How could these guys be getting into a brawl with each other on the bench? It's two games into the season. This was last Friday. But I liked it because to me, that's Anthony Davis saying, hey, we just went out and got you for the third time to this franchise. You're on my team, pal. Listen to what I'm saying. And I think that when Anthony Davis was sitting there at the podium last night looking over at Russell Westbrook when Russell was saying, You don't bat flip in baseball. You don't dunk in the last second of an NBA game. Anthony Davis was looking over at him like, dog, you have dunked in the last second of an NBA game so many times. You have padded your stats to get a triple-double at the end of games so many times. That's not the issue here. The issue is we had a 26-point lead and we lost. Anthony Davis is supposed to be, George, the future of the Lakers, is he not? Yes then if this team is so LeBron-dependent and LeBron's out, then it should be Anthony Davis-dependent. And the question is, when will he elevate to be a guy who can carry a team? That's so I think, the, I think the challenge is here, okay? And, and I want to get to the, the calls here in a second. 
The challenge is it is generally a wing player's game, okay? Where what I mean by that is a guy who can have the ball in his hands regularly and create not only for himself but for others. What you and, and now look, Anthony Davis is the cheat code. Anthony Davis is unguardable. Uh, Anthony Davis is a smart passer. Anthony Davis can do all that. I do believe he has the ability to control the game, much like, for example, let's say a Joel Embiid controls the game, right? Uh, he is the centerpiece of the Sixers. But in today's game, there are plenty of people that will question whether that will actually win you a championship. Now, you're not asking that. You're simply just asking, hey, let's win some games while LeBron's out. Um, so I, I think that is a fair ask, is what I would say. But, you know, I, I think that it, it's it's easier said than done because of general the general dynamics of the big man needing a wing player to get him the ball. I understand what you're talking about from an X's and O's standpoint. I'm talking about a leadership perspective. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. If this team is LeBron dependent and LeBron's unavailable at his age, it, it's probably going to be a bunch of games this year. I'm looking for Anthony Davis to step up. I don't need Rondo in his face. I sure as hell don't need Russell Westbrook in his face. And Dwight Howard should be listening to what Anthony Davis says. If Anthony Davis, by contract, is the future of the Lakers, bro, it's time for you to become the leader, especially when LeBron's out. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Yeah, look, I, I don't I don't dispute that. And I think that we you know, I think it's been a process with him. And to your point, we saw it with Dwight. Right now, does he need to take on a bigger role when it comes to that? Perhaps. And I think that, but that has to come natural, dude. You can't force that stuff because guys can smell a phony a mile away. Right. So I think, he, you know, it is an evolution for him, unfortunately. And it's not happening as fast as you or a lot of people would like it. You're not alone on that by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Let's get to these calls here. All right. So it is Laker tic Lakers ticket Thursday. So we're doing a little uh, show trivia. So the question is this. What team did Cap say Elon Musk should buy in professional sports? We had this conversation not that long ago, as a matter of fact. Let's go to John in Cyprus. John, how are you? Hey. Hey, guys. Hi. What's up, John? Do you need me to so, repeat the question? Uh, yeah, I heard the question, and he said Chargers. That is correct, John. Congratulations. Wow. There that you was go. easy. All right. So, so John in Cyprus? Uh, we're going to put you on hold, and you're going to go to the Lakers game tomorrow. Congratulations. There you go. Hey, John, you think the Lakers are going to win tomorrow night? Because I heard John Ireland saying earlier today, he goes, I hate to tell everybody this. He goes, but Cleveland's coming to town, and it is highly conceivable that Cleveland can beat the Lakers tomorrow night. Whoop, whoop. Go Cavs. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. But um, I'm not. Gr great point by my guy, Mo Dakiel, who was listening to the show here briefly a moment ago. Now, Mo. Uh, you know, was in the league for a long time. He um, was a uh, video coordinator for the Spurs, for the Clippers. Um, and he said, don't forget, AD was the guy that got the Lakers back in the game against the Spurs two nights ago. Um, yes, that absolutely happened. But I believe, Cap, you are, you're not necessarily referring to just give me the ball and get the hell out of my way like Shaquille O'Neal used to. You're just saying, like, in general, um, I'm saying from a that, personality standpoint. Right. I'm you saying... don't want Russ to be the guy dictating terms on the on this team when LeBron is sitting. What I want Russ to do, and, and I'm being dead serious here, okay? I want Russ to shut up. Seriously, shut up, dude, because you're not the leader of this team. Now, I know you've got a strong personality, okay? We all understand that, but you're not the leader. You joined LeBron and AD's team. 
They didn't come join your championship team. So, dude, you need to stop talking, especially about what happened last night. You're so offended. Listen, when teams, especially young teams, play against the old guy Lakers, this is their Super Bowl. Okay, that's what this is. This is their Super Bowl. And when you're down 26 points and you chip away at that lead and there's three seconds to go and you intercept an inbound pass, I'm not thinking about running out the clock. I'm thinking about putting an exclamation point on this thing. Stop complaining and just ball, dude. You joined LeBron and AD's team. They didn't join your team. That's my point. Okay, fair enough. Let's get into that a little further. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it at 877-710-ESPN. Also, I want to get into the Dodgers. Speaking of talking, Andrew Friedman spoke recently and said a lot of different things, including uh, who manages and who makes decisions during games, which has been a big topic of discussion, Clayton Kershaw's future, uh, amongst other things, and about the impending free agents. So a lot of things to dive into with the Dodgers. We'll touch on that on the other side as well. Stick around. We're back in a moment here on 710 ESPN.